Welcome back to the Value Driven Investor Podcast, where we forge value-driven investors on a mission to live life on their terms. No matter where you have come from or where you are going, becoming a value-driven investor is in all our best interests because becoming financially free allows us to focus on what matters most, fulfilling our purpose. Our community of value-driven investors is committed to showing you the way. With the support of this community, you are sure to reach your goals. For all of us in the value-driven investor community, there is no greater gift than the gift of giving because together, anything is possible. for another episode of the Value Driven Investor Podcast. And after that uh, Drive Through Dollars episode, um, I think this episode is going to be as good or better. My boy Grando has a really good story on how he executed the Google PPC, which is what our main focus is gonna be today, on how do you use Google PPC to find more deals. Um, now this is a little bit more of a complicated strategy. It's going to be a little bit more of an investment than drive for dollars, which I think is about as simple and could potentially be as cost effective strategy that you could possibly implement. Um, so it's great when you're in the survival phase, I would say that how to use Google PPC to find deals is going to be a little bit more of an advanced strategy. It's going to take you a little bit more money. Um, so it's going to be something where you have some money in your pocket. Maybe you've done a deal or two and you're like, okay, I'm going to move, you know, I'm going to scale my, uh, my strategies here to find more deals, but we're going to focus today on a, literally a story that Grando has about a property that he got off his Google PPC advertising. And then how did it all go down? So Grando, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, man. How about you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm excited for this episode. Uh, and you know what? After the dial for dollars yesterday, I, or I mean drive for dollars yesterday, I was kind of like, man, there's a lot of good information that's going to be coming out of this month, uh, this month's podcast with these three different topics. But today I'm really excited because you kind of gave me a little rundown of this story and how you use Google PPC. I don't do a ton of Google PPC, so that's why you're kind of the expert today on, on Google PPC. Um, but let's, let's kick it off because what I think is really cool is that you actually found this deal. It was a really good deal, but then it did a lot of different things for you because it became a rental. So you found the deal, you could have wholesaled it, but you're like, nah, I'm going to hold on to this. I think I got a really good price on this. You kept it as a regular rental, not an Airbnb, nothing like that, regular rental. And then at some point, which you're going to share with us, you said, you know what? I got to capture this return and, and you ended up selling it. And man, you made a ton of money. So I know you're gonna tell everybody how much money you made at the end of it, but yeah. I mean, when you think about these ROIs, it's yeah. like, why aren't you doing this? <laughs> so kick it off, man, start start the story That's off. Good, man, I appreciate that intro. Yeah, so, um, you know, so the first deal I ever did, you know, was with a Google pay-per-click ad. Um, and that was the, 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 the truly the first, our first kind of like, catapult with my brother and I back into real estate investing when we said we're going to rehab houses back in 2017 pushing into 2018 and so this this first deal was pretty interesting but you know before like I'll kick into that I'll just say like why did I get into Google pay-per-click that's probably probably the first thing why would you even do that why wouldn't you use another strategy it is more advanced it is more complicated 
you know, back then I, you know, if you remember, I'm a huge carrot fan. So I have my carrot site and the next um, natural thing to do would be to add something that can push traffic to your carrot site, you know, so you could capture that lead, bring them through, process them. And so that was kind of the big deal for me. Um, and so when I learned about Google pay-per-click, you know, it was actually through some people at Carrot and some other people that I've just been following in the investment world. And what, what they said was, it was just like, it was very, it kind of hit me, you know, it was like, they're the most highly motivated leads that you'll get. And so I was like, well, if I had to pick a strategy, you know, then wouldn't I want to go after the most highly motivated leads I could get? And so that's kind of what got me into that. And that's kind of what got me rolling with it. So I went through, set up my ad campaigns. And we'll wait wait a second here. Let, let, let's stop. So you're telling me that Google PPC leads are going to be the most highly motivated leads that I will receive. Can you just give me a little why? Why is that? It's a really good question because when somebody has a problem, what do they do? They Google it. And that's such a common thing, you know, for people, you know, like they go through and they're like, how do I fix this problem? They start searching these terms. Well, Google understands when somebody's searching these terms, how to place ads in front of them with that, if you set up your ads correctly. So if you have a problem and you go search it on the internet, which I do it probably, what, 10 times a day at minimum, I go, whatever the problem is, you know, if it's, you know, uh, working on a house and I need to figure out something inside the house, I'll Google it really quick to see what are the options, right? It's just no different when you're trying to sell somebody or provide somebody a service when you're trying to provide the service of buying a home for cash. They may have a house that's like, they got just inherited a house from grandma. How do you sell an inherited house, right? That would be a keyword that Google would target and then you can ad target that back, which is pretty crazy. So that's why I say, and that's what I've always heard and I know to be true, is the, the Google pay-per-click leads, when you get one of those guys through there, they are very highly targeted leads. They are the best leads that you can actually get. They're typically very motivated and you can solve that problem because they've got that pain point right there at that specific time. And if they can connect with you and you can follow through with that loop, call them back, get into their house, there's a high probability to close that deal. Okay, Grant, just because this is going to be in, if I'm a listener, this is in my head, What? give me a, a rough number. So like how many leads am I going to get? Like how often do I get leads? How many leads should, can I expect? Like is this a hurry up and wait kind of situation? Just give me a little understanding of like, if these, because I mean, when you say that, I'm like, well, dude, I'm going out, I'm putting $10,000 on Google PPC, and I'm going to crush every deal that comes through because, yeah. like, these people are so motivated. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good point. So it's a long term strategy, you know, so you got to always think long term with it. So you want to think, you know, dollar cost over time, you know, and because the, the longer you go and the more leads you get, the, the better off you are. So if you focus on that, then that's kind of a, a different thing, but you, you want to focus on your cost per acquisition too. So what's it costing you each time to get it? You know, if it costs you a thousand dollars to make a hundred thousand dollars, it's a pretty good win. So it makes it really easy when you think like that. But I would say like, I think they say on average, you know, for every 15 leads you get, you'll close one deal off that. That's kind and of- How many leads are you getting a month right now? Okay, yeah, so a month, you know, I would say it's all, it's all market dependent, right? Like if you're in a really huge market, you might get, 50, 60 leads a month. If you're in a smaller market like us, you know, we may get like four, five, six leads a month, you know, out of a smaller market. So it's all based on volume, you know, the amount cool. of there. And also the other thing that I find, like our market's really hot right now. So when I first started doing Google pay-per-click, we get like 10, 12, 13 per month, you know, close one every couple of months. 
but now it's kind of trickled back down because it's such a seller's market. There's less than a month of inventory. So you do have that competition too, where people can just go put their home on the market regardless of the condition of it and get it sold that way and potentially get more money. But there's always those homes that are left out there that need somebody to come in and make a cash buy on that you can still get. So I actually would say right now, Google pay-per-click is probably the lesser of my business, but I know, you know, over time as the market starts to go the other way, it'll become again, the bigger portion of my business, but it's how so I got- as it gets harder to sell a property, you think it's going to get be more, this Google PPC is going to be a better strategy. Whereas now it's so easy to sell a property that people can just be like, I got a property and boot people just start flooding the market. Yeah. And that's my area, you know? So like when I look at, and I was thinking about this before we got on this episode, my area is very lean. Your area is very lean, like a less than a month inventory. But there's places in the United States that still have five, six months of inventory where you can buy houses for good prices. So Google pay-per-click might be a better strategy in that location for a higher volume of leads. I still want the leads to come through there, you know, even if it's one, two, three, or four a month because they're such highly targeted leads. And if I do get one of those to pop, you know, then I'm going to get a really good deal on a house and I know it. So that's, that's one of the, the kind of just the interesting thing that I've noticed over the last few years, you know, it started off amazing. And as the market kind of crimp, crunched down, went from three months of inventory to two months of inventory to less than one month of inventory, it was a little bit harder because they have more options to solve that problem. But when you go back the other way and it starts climbing and it becomes kind of more of a neutral market, three months, four months, five months of inventory, there's less options because you want to get something sold fast. Excuse me, <laughs> rough morning. But you want to get something sold fast, and it becomes harder when you try to put it in MLS to get it sold fast. When there's lots of options, and the average market time is you know 100 days plus. So that's kind of the couple of things that that's I. Awesome. That's good. That's good years. information. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Like when you think about it, and that's kind of the perspective, you know, being an agent and an investor. So let's lead into this story. So, okay, now you put the ad out there or wherever you want to start, but let's keep going down this road because I don't want them to miss out on your story. The story did. Um, so the first deal I ever got is a deal that came from a little town called Oak Ridge. And it's a pay-per-click deal that came through Google. And it was probably about month three. And I think we closed it on month four. And, 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 on that deal, we had a lot of other, you know, potential deals come up, but this one just came up and it was like a home run, you know, and, and so that kind of paid to be true. You know, it was about the 13th or 14th lead to come through. And then finally we got an acquisition on one. Um, so this house uh, was this classic situation where, um, you know, mom and dad owned it and built it. It was like a 1970s rancher style home, which is what I wanted. You know, it was like the perfect dream. Uh, we, we walked in It had green shag carpet. It had like, you know, it had like those, uh, dark brown cabinets with like, even like that little yellow glass, you know, they, they put like, I don't even know, like it, it had like those chandeliers. It had like the multicolored chandeliers, you know, Did like mom come to the door with her bell bottoms on and her, and her mom glasses when she answered the door. <laughs> it, was, it was the kids that were like sitting there thinking like, what are we going to do? with this house, right? They're like, we couldn't even put this. They were like, we can't put this. Nobody's going to buy this place. It's so out of date. And it, and then also it had all her stuff in it, right? So that's another huge thing. When family members come to town and they have to deal with all the family members' stuff, they become very overwhelmed. And they're like, what do I do with all this stuff? You know, and, and, and that's one of the things when you're smart and you're a cash home buyer, you let them just leave the stuff. They take what they want and they leave the rest. And so we knew, you know, that that was a big issue for them because there was so much stuff packed in this 1970s rancher 
And if you can imagine, you know, that old linoleum, you know, that green shag carpet, giant fireplace, you know, it was just like, it's like you walk into it. With and that lava like, rock, right? And you're just yeah. like, oh, lava rock, like what? Was that cool for real? Yeah, it looked like a party going on in there, you know, and that's pretty much like, they must have had a great time in the 70s in that house. That's all I can say. I bet. But, you know, so we ended up coming, you know, to a deal with these people for $100,000 on the purchase price. And this isn't an area, you know, everybody's like, whoa, 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 $100,000, you know, that could be good. That could be bad. But we're on the West Coast, you know, and in my area here, the average home price now is uh, $525,000. And how long ago? This lead was what, three years ago? Three years ago. Yeah. So this lead, even back then, the average home price was still in the 300s. And at the date, like if we were going to, you know, if we would have just rehabbed that house and put it right back on the market, it would have been a $280,000, $85,000 house, you know, to, to actually get sold. So this place, like we went through and it's our first deal that we did where we're like, we're going to just jump in, we're going to rehab this house and we're going to knock it out. And a yeah. lot of things went great. And then a lot of things went bad. It was actually one of the first times like I'd been working with a contractor and that contractor actually kind of screwed me a little bit on that deal. He didn't pay a few people. Then eventually he goes out of business. So it was like my very first deal. I'm dealing with that. And like um, one of the things he didn't pay was like the gutter guy, you know, like the gutter guy didn't get paid $1,200 for the gutters. And so I ended up having to double pay for the gutters and, and do a lot of different things. But it taught me a lot of lessons on that first deal. We Greg, no, let me let me go back for a second, though, on the ad. So because obviously you're attracted. It sounds like you attracted some kids who inherited a house. Yes. Now, was that ad specific? Because when you do a Google PPC ad, you have literally text in there. And then obviously they searched up potentially in the Google search, you know, uh, how do I get rid of mom's house? Or I inherited a house or something like that. Was was the text that you used in your Google PPC relevant to who showed up at the door for you? Oh yeah, totally. So it was, a, it was, it was the, the child, you know, that showed up at the door and they wanted to sell the home, get rid of it because it said, We'll buy your home fast for cash, no hassle, leave anything you want in the house. You know, you're hitting all those pain points. Need to sell and that was on your web page, right? So the, they hit the Google PPC and then it lands on the specific page that is perfect for them, right? Well, no, it actually, so there's lots of different like contextual keywords and stuff you can place in. They call it like dynamic um, in Google. So you can put like, need to sell house fast for cash leave all your stuff, things like that. And Google will start implementing some of those keywords into the strategy. So you'll know like one of them, one of your, one of your ads would be like neat selling inherited property. Right. But then there's other, like just kind of filler keywords that they can grab and put in there and oh. you build out your ad. So it's like, you're, as you're writing the, the headlines, like, okay, need to sell an inherited property in Eugene, Oregon. Right. Um, sell your house fast or cash. Uh, leave everything behind and you, you put all those and just starts building out the ad for you. Call this number or click this website link, you know, basically like that kind of in a nutshell. And so when they're searching on the other side of Google, on the user side of Google, if they're going through like, I need to sell my inherited property, you know, in Eugene, Oregon, right? And this is a little bit outside of Eugene, Oregon, <laughs> captures it. So they're like, I need to sell this house fast in Eugene, Oregon, and boom, we come up with the ad. And there's probably other people that are going to be competing for the same exact ad, but you just hope that your headline is compelling enough. But what also I don't know is if they clicked on your ad, they're probably clicking on all the other ads. So the person that responds the fastest is probably going to be the one that wins the deal. So it is one of those kind of like when you get the lead, you got to hurry up and go. But yeah. it, it's interesting because 
you're taking the pain point in their head, they're putting it into the computer, and then you're putting yourself in the position of the seller with the issue and trying to solve that problem with an ad. And that's kind of how I've always thought about it, you know? And, and, that, and that's what kind of goes into it. So when you're looking and kind of thinking about like, you know, what goes into that good ad, you know, was probably the biggest thing is, is having that catchy headline and being specific to the end user, right? So you want to be very specific and niche to them. Because you could just put out an ad that says, we buy houses. Yeah, everybody does that. We buy a house in Eugene, Oregon. And they're like, okay, well, they buy houses, but will they buy this house? Do they buy ugly houses? Can it have stuff left in it? So it leaves that question in their brain whether it's the right person to fulfill what they need. But when you're targeting them and you're, and you're focusing on the niche of it, um, that's probably the most important because you're so specific with those keywords as to what they need. And, and Google like loves that, right? So when you have that, that's like, they're like, this is solving that problem. So your relevancy comes up even higher on the Google ads because of that. And I think, you know, it's also one of those things, the more you pay, the more you play. And then if a lot of people are going after those keywords, the cost also can go up over time. But if you just keep refreshing your ads and saying, how can I tweak this to really target this person for this ad? How can I, you know, somebody in foreclosure, how can I solve their problem? You know, they might not say like, you know, um, you know, sell bank foreclosed home, you know, they'd be like, they, it might be something like, I'm in foreclosure, what do I do, right? You're in foreclosure, what do you do? Boom, up comes our ad. Are you facing foreclosure? We can help, don't worry. We can walk you through this process, you know, like type of thing, do not, you know, do not let your home go. We can get your equity out of your home for you. We can get you moving in the right direction. You can have catchy things like that. Those types of things like grab people, you know, and it's just kind of marketing 101 with that. And that's what's really cool, I think, about it, you know, kind of thinking back and looking at it. And, and I'm not a pro at it. And we have somebody that now kind of manages that aspect of our business. But starting out, you know, that's kind of the mindset that I was in to try to get those ads off the ground and go. And yeah, that's cool. So, okay, let's get back to your story. Now you're, you're with the kids. Uh, we obviously understand that they were, they inherited a house. They, that's why they hit on your ad. Now you had a great phone conversation with them, which said, yeah, I know I, I can help you. They probably landed on your, your page, which had good content. And they're like, oh my gosh, this is guy can solve my problem for real. Now you're at the house, right? What, I mean, how do you close on that opportunity? Like, I think that's part of, you know, how do you use Google PPC to find deals? That's great. You can find the deal, you can get the phone call, but you still got to close the opportunity because if you didn't close the opportunity, you wouldn't have been able to get the end result that you did get, right? Right. Yeah. So I think like with that closing of the, you know, closing that opportunity, a lot of people will give you every sales tactic in the world, right? Like how do you, how do you overcome any objection they have? How do you do this? How do you do that? Sell, sell, sell. And the, the biggest thing that I can say, it just comes down to being human and being empathetic and understanding and realizing what they need and listening to them. And so when you do that and you're sitting there listening to them and, and you understand, you're like, okay, yeah, it's a tough situation, you know, and, and you just walk through that process with them, your goal is not to sell them. You know, your goal is to connect with them and build the relationship so that way they trust you more than they trust anybody else. And that's just a legitimate thing. And if, if you're not the type of person to do that, then it's probably gonna be hard for you to close a lot of deals. You could go out there and be that hard selling person that probably gets results. But you know, being a, a human and being empathetic to other people's situation, because a lot of these people are in really tough spots. 
you know, like it's, you've already lost a family member, you know, and now you have to deal with their property. It's stressful. You're, you're probably not living in the area or maybe you are, but you still have to deal with it and you've got your own life to deal with, you know? So there's just a lot of stressors out there. You know, well, another thing is too, is that, you know, I, I don't know, Grando and I, we've been in sales for a long time. And when somebody gets on the phone and I know they're trying to sell me, it is the biggest turnoff. And literally, I know everything they're going to say. And so then basically, I start reciting their pitch. And they're like, what, what, what? And it totally throws them off. I'm like, yeah, dude, quit trying to sell me, man. Just talk to me like a human. And people can smell that from a million miles away that, oh, this guy's just trying to hustle me for money. He sees I'm vulnerable and he wants to take care of me and I'm easy prey. And it sucks. Like I, I hate doing that. I won't do that. Um, I'll lose a transaction because I refuse to do that because I hate when it happens to me and I just don't want to be that person. I a hundred percent agree with you. I feel like I'm going to get more transactions if I'm just empathetic and I'm really truly genuinely want to do what I believe is in their best interest with all my experience. And I think, you know, you got to emphasize that because that's what the value-driven investor way is about. The value-driven investor is about taking care of people. It's not just about making money. So I'm glad you bring that up. You bring that up all the time, Grand. And again, it just it speaks to our principles and beliefs as investors. And I just think it's so important to emphasize that stuff. Dude, I'm with you 100%. Like salespeople, I mean, they, they always think they're they're they're. And I under, I get it. You know, I get what they're trying yeah. to do. They're trying to be successful, and they leave that human side you know, alone and they don't bring it into it. And, and people just want to do business with people they know, like, and trust. And salespeople know that, but they go about it such a weird way. And so that's why I don't consider myself a salesperson. I consider myself a problem solver. You know, it's like, and I'm always just trying to solve people's problems. And there's always people out there that'll say, hey, you know, you're still taking advantage of people. It's like, no, I'm not. I'm solving the problem. And if you ask anybody I bought a house from, they're happy about it. You know, so it, yeah. You know, in this house, you know, going back to this one and kind of reeling back in, you know, the other thing that I think is really important, like with uh, Google pay-per-click is just knowing your area, right? So that's like, you know, a lot of people, um, one of the things I see in Google pay-per-click is there's a lot of big nationally based ads, you know, and like you've got these huge companies, like the, probably not the Zillow's, but Zillow type companies in the investment arena that want to- um, We buy ugly houses, you got that over there? What's that? We buy ugly houses. You have that over there in Eugene. Yeah, yeah we buy. Yeah, them. they're everywhere. They're everywhere, dude. Like, and they're. I get it. They're a big national, big giant corporation, and so they come in. And this is going back to being human. They come in and try to lock down this deal with somebody over the phone without even being at the property, and then they want to kick it to somebody else. But you know, do they really connect that well with the person? Can they really build that trust like a hundred percent over the phone? And they're just trying to lock down that deal, deal, deal. Um, but when you're specific in your location in the community that you're in, uh, I think it, it, it's very helpful because you know the area so well and you, you, you don't make a bad decision on a buy. Plus, yeah. you can write ads like when you're truly trying to deliver uh, a service to your community and yeah. you're doing it in a value driven investor way. Then at the end of the day, your ads going to reflect that your landing page is going to reflect that. And then when they meet you oh my gosh, it's congruent. So all that messaging, which is a very important thing when you come to marketing, is congruent. And they're like, man, I think I can truly trust this guy, which almost seems too good to be true, which I've been told multiple times, this seems too good to be true in, in my face. And I said, okay, 
well then just go through the experience with me you're gonna have to trust me right. and then they do and then at the end i'm like was it too good to be true it was but you know what you delivered and that's just reality like it can happen that's so true man yeah and i think that's where it comes down to bigger isn't better in the broad category because you may think like like i'm in the state of oregon it might be you might think i should just broadcast to the whole state and then get anybody but like really like if it's five hours away in oregon do i really know that area do i know those people do i know what's going on no right so it's better for me to stay in my lane and really just hyper focus in this area and I think there's plenty of business for you to do it when you do. And you think, and I think most investors um, that are really successful are the ones that really focus on their local area as their primary and then eventually add, you know, different stuff down the road. Let's get back to Google on that, because when you're writing your ads, are you writing your ads niche to like Eugene or specific cities? I mean, are you writing batch ads that are very niche or are you writing like one ad? And that's kind of what your campaign is, is one ad, which is covers whatever there's multiple ads like for each city so like my google campaigns are built out like eugene oregon's its own area the next city over it's its own area the next city over it's its own area they all have specific landing pages for each one that we went through designed and connected with what we know to be the most important information that people might want to know in that local community and you know that's what we do with our carrot site we break out all those specific landing pages for those cities and walk through it but that gives you the ability to really specifically target like the, the, the keywords that you feel are the most important in that area because you've done some research you know um, keyword research is probably the biggest thing that you can do when you're doing it and, and what's great about like google pay-per-click is they have a keyword tool you know built inside the back end of it and you can start searching keywords uh, another great one is like uber suggest you can suggest like go to uber suggest and type in keywords there and start suggesting and showing you search patterns on it, just like Google. But I feel like Uber says a little bit more user-friendly, you know, uh, format for you to kind of understand it. But um, I think it's, it's, it's really important because it may be different in like one community or the next, you know, you know, maybe one community has like more foreclosures for some reason, right? You never know. Or maybe there's, it's an older community and there's a higher death rate, right? So, and there might be more inherited homes. And so just knowing your local market and knowing, you know, the demographics of it and stuff is really important. Um, and, and Google's good with like kind of the face, you know, demographic geographically kind of, it'll, it'll come back and tell you what's the average age of the person clicking on your ads and stuff like that. So when you, when you segment out your ads into individual cities, you can start getting that data and kind of looking at it and going, huh, it seems like, 60 plus year olds are clicking on my ad in this community yeah. what now should i target to those people and what can i think about that would be very helpful to them or how can i adjust this landing page so that it's more uh congruent with the person that's going to actually be landing on it yeah exactly man so so that's why I like that whole kind of getting that data and then the keyword research for that local community is really 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 important so let's go back i want to still hear the story so you're talking to the kids you're about to take the house down what like let's finish this sucker off because this is a great story so like the town that we bought it from is actually a town that um we grew up in you know it's a small town a little bit east of eugene and so we're we're there and then the the lady like the people there they actually i didn't really know them but they knew us which i was like that's exactly what you're what you were just talking about right which is super powerful so they they knew us but then they also googled us they also facebook stalked us looked us up on everything and then they go man, you guys are really doing great things. We see you're doing Impact Club Eugene. We see you're doing this. And I was like, 
these people really did their research on us and they're telling us this at the house they're like and they're like and we know like your parents from oak ridge and they're a little bit older you know probably like 15 20 years older than us like yeah we knew your parents from oak ridge and you know uh we know your you know your mother-in-law this and that and we're good friends with them this and that and like and they did their research and checked in on us so by the time we got to the house you know essentially they're already excited because they already know like and trust us you know so it was kind of important so once we got there we just heard what was going on and like okay well we definitely want to come to an agreement with you on this house um you know what price do you feel is the right price that you'd be willing to sell it for and just we were human about it and walked through and they said the price that they wanted uh, we came back with a little bit lower price and just explained why we could pay this price and we one of the cool things that we like to do is just break the numbers down 100 percent for somebody and we say hey we're going to buy your house for this it's going to cost us this to buy it we're going to put this amount of money into it we're then going to go put it back on the market to resell it you know you could do this yourself and you should do this because you should make the more money you know out of the home um, but you know, of course, a lot of people don't want to do it. Maybe once in a while, somebody would be like, yeah, you know, you're right. I should do that. But at least you're giving them all their options, but they didn't want to do that. So then we just came to terms on the, on the property with them and we gave them time to get all the stuff they needed out. They needed, you know, we, clo- they needed to close it. And then they needed a few days on top of that to kind of get what they wanted out. Um, so we're just, we're just flexible with them with that and let them do that. And as soon as they were done, they said, Hey, we're done with the house. It's all yours. You know, that'd be great. And then. One of the cool things is they said, hey, can you send us the pictures, you know, once it's all cleaned up and everything, we'd love to see it, you know, type situation. And uh, the, the cool thing is like in the end, like when we did send those pictures, the lady was like, I can't even believe that's the same house. Like it blew him up. I know, right? Yeah, it's crazy. So it was that's really awesome. Cool. That's yeah. awesome. And Grando, you know, one of the things I want to touch on is that when you said they did their homework. That's what we call the rabbit hole. And so part of being an investor is also you have to be a marketer. And in order to be a marketer these days, you have to create content. And the content that you create is how you are judged. Robert has the Impact Club. Okay, you guys, this is one of the things, if you've listened to our podcast, one of the very first episodes is introducing ourselves and talking about the things that we care about you know, Robert and I are very passionate about giving back to our community and giving back to causes and, and being philanthropic, right? Yep. And so he does this impact club and he has videos out there and he has content out there. So people know what he's doing in the community. Okay. Well, it's, he doesn't just, he does it because he loves to do it, but he documents it because he wants the world to know that he's doing it so that they know what kind of person he is. He also creates these landing pages. He creates these videos. He create, he writes up all this content. He writes blogs. He does a value-driven investor podcast because he wants to know, like, here's the kicker. When you do as much content as Grand and I do, at the end of the day, you can't lie because eventually when you're doing all this content, you're going to forget what you said. And this is what my grandfather told me. He goes, kid, don't ever lie because you'll forget what you said. And then it'll come back to haunt you. And that's the beauty of content is that people scour the earth for all your content because the more they can find of it, the more they can really judge who you are. Because at some point you're going to lie in that content. And then they're going to be like, ah, I caught it. See, I can't trust that guy. But the thing is, when you're genuine and you are who you are and you create as much content as we create, they realize, you know what, this guy's legit. Now let me meet him in person and and verify that. It's huge, you guys. The rabbit hole and the content and everything you create is huge, especially in support of 
a Google PPC campaign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with you on that one, man. That, that is totally true. So, and, and that's the crazy thing about that, you know, like that trust and everything was built. So like, you know, when you think about competing against somebody that's like a big national person, right? That's the competition. They're actually trying to compete against me, which is pretty dang hard, you know? And people see it the other way. Oh, these big guys, they come in here, they try to buy everything. It's like, waste your money in my community. Good luck. You're going to be dumping tons of money in this area. It's not going to help you because I'm going to be able to connect better. And people have a way deeper rabbit hole than what you have. So That's awesome. So, okay, you got the property. You were convenient. And the other thing is, if you aren't listening closely here, is that on Grando's page, on his landing page, after you hit the PPC, you land on the landing page, and he makes you these promises. And the thing is, he delivers on each one of those promises for real. It isn't some sales pitch. And then he's like, oh, well, I got an excuse of why I'm not going to do it this time. Right. No, it's I made you a promise. I'm going to deliver on that promise. And he delivers on it. And then you close on the property and then take it from there. Yep. Yeah. So we closed on the property. We rehabbed it. It was, it was stressful. It was hard. It was one of the first rehabs that we had done as a company in a while. Um, like I said the call earlier, the the contractor got kind of flaky on it and it was just a life lesson all the way around, you know, and it was like my first deal. And I was like, man, is this, is this the right thing for me? Um, but we just kept ironing out those issues, you know, and it took longer obviously than what we thought because of the issues that we had, had to pay extra money, but still like even with $50,000 into it and only paying a hundred thousand dollars for the property, it was really low risk. But at that time, you know, I'm looking back thinking like, I felt like it was the biggest risk that I was taking in my life. And I was like, really like there's a hundred thousand dollar piece of property, but it meant more than that to me. It meant like everything that we were trying to accomplish, you know, and like we couldn't screw this one up. And if we failed here, how could we move forward? And looking, you know, looking at where I'm at today, you know, like in having, you know, like multiple projects going on over probably like close to $2 million in private money being lent to me, you know, at certain times, you know, like going that $100,000 deal served a lot of lessons, but also gave me a lot of confidence, which is cool. That's so awesome. Why I think it's, cool. it's a good place to start and you get these highly motivated leads. Um, and, and, and what's interesting about that, you know, kind of pushing forward and thinking about the next thought process and what are you spending per month on Google pay-per-click? You know, I, we're at that time, we were only spending like $500 per month on Google pay-per-click. It was a really low ad spend. You know, and we can burn it up really quickly in a day. And that's the thing with your ad spend in Google. You have your ad spend that goes towards keywords, right? So some keywords cost more than other keywords. So the niche keywords are usually a lot cheaper, but like the mainstream keywords, like, you know, sell my house fast, you know, is, is going to cost more. It might cost you $25 a click, you know, so getting into those niches and kind of being specific towards your community is really smart because then it allows your ad spend to go further to really solve those targeted problems for people. And I think that um, that was kind of our success with that because we, I think we're on about month three, like I said, when we closed that deal. And so at that time we could have only had 1500, maybe $2,000 into the whole pro, you know, the whole process of Google pay-per-click at that time. It couldn't have been much more than that. It was, it was pretty low, you know, so to get a deal for a hundred thousand dollars and we've spent, you know, essentially, let's just say worst case scenario, $2,000. And you think about maybe we had 10 leads or 15 leads. So if it's 10, so what are we paying? Like 2000 divided by 10, what is that? Like 200 bucks a lead, something like that. So that lead essentially, you know, you know, segmented out costs us worst case scenario, 250 bucks. 
to get it, to get a house for $100,000, to put a $50,000 rehab that had a resale price at that time of $280,000 or $275,000 is pretty crazy. And what was your net? You netted what, like 50, 75,000 bucks on it? No, so we kept it, you know? So I was like, well, we were kind of on the mindset we wanted to keep this place and, and do, you know, build more rental properties at the time and in our local area. So we kept it for another two years. And so we refinanced it, kept it for another two years. We just sold it this last summer for 320000 So our net was technically $170,000. Jesus. Yeah. So let's let's just let's just be real conservative on the numbers here. Yeah, you say it's two hundred bucks a lead. I'm gonna say none of those other leads up until that point converted. So yeah. you had two thousand dollars to get that deal, your first deal that you actually inked and purchased for yeah. two thousand dollars, and your return on investment was a hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars. Yeah. You guys, somewhere in there. This is the beauty. This is the beauty of being able to find your deals. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, gosh, you know, this is a pretty good podcast, but um, I don't know, I kind of like other podcasts. I think you need to really listen closely because we're giving you, we're giving you ideas that can pocket hundreds of thousands of dollars or over a hundred thousand dollars or over 50, or if you want to be really conservative over $25,000. So like, these are really good ideas. Now I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, okay, well, yeah, you can talk about it, but how do exactly do I do it? And you probably have a million questions and that's why we're going to go back and we're going to create an asset for you guys that you guys can download because Robert and I talked about this on a strategy so that you can literally download something and it's like, here's our strategy and you can have it, here you go, and run with it. Because again, that's what the Value Driven Investor way is, that's what the Value Driven Investor podcast is, and that's exactly what Grando and I are all about. We're all about helping you get out of the survival phase, you guys. And that's why we're giving this stuff away. And I've had multiple people ask me, you know, I'm listening to your podcast, guy, and you're giving away all your stuff. Why would you do that? <laughs> and I said, you know what, I believe in abundance. And you yeah. know what, I also, Grant and I believe that what goes around comes around. And if we can help other people, then you know what? In one way, shape, or form, other people are going to help us. And I feel like, man, this episode and then the drive for dollars and then our next episode that we're going to talk about is going to deliver a lot of value here in the beginning of the year, in the month of January, if you're thinking about trying to do something different. Grando, do you have anything else you want to add to obviously your awesome story and your awesome uh, execution on how to use uh, Google pay-per-click to get more deals? Yeah. So I think the last thing that I would add to that, if you make a deal that's even 50, 100, $170,000, or, you know, you, you net something quick on it. Um, the next thing I would do is probably start looking at hiring a professional to manage those ads because they can optimize them focus them a lot better than what you can because you're not a pro. Like I'm not a pro, like talking about this, I can give you the nuts and bolts, but I'm not a pro, you know, I'm not that guy every day looking at it. And if you can, you know, spend an extra, you know, $500 a month and have somebody manage those ads, you're probably going to get some really good results over time. So the most important thing is, and the biggest takeaway that I would tell anybody, whenever you're working on a system, you have to figure out how to eventually take that system and hand it off to somebody that's an expert in it to really optimize it. And I think that's what the most important thing is. So if you make a hundred thousand, save $10,000 of it, you know, 15,000 market for the Google fund that just made you that money, the pay-per-click fund, 
I'd say this is going towards that and I'm not touching it and I'm hiring the professional to help me with it. I mean, that's the biggest thing that I think that I can tell anybody with that. That's great advice, man. That's great advice. So, hey, you guys, after you've listened to this episode, if you wouldn't mind going to uh, iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you're listening to this podcast and and give us a review and give us a thumbs up and give us a comment. And if there's anything, go to our Facebook page, Value Driven Investor Facebook page or Instagram or whatever. We're all over the place. YouTube page and give us some uh, feedback. What other strategies have you heard about? Do you want to know more about? What did you think about this podcast? Um, and, and your feelings on how to generate uh, fi- and find deals through Google PPC because did we cover everything? No. Did we get deep and deep and deep into exactly all the different things like the SEO and the keyword strategy and all the stuff that goes into it? No, because we don't have enough time to do all that stuff. But the more feedback that you give us, we can create something for you so that we can answer all these questions. But you know what? The next podcast is going to be fantastic. I think we're talking about how to use Facebook to get more deals, right? Yeah, we are. Yeah, that's another great one. Oh, so, that's another great one. So, strategy, different techniques, and a lot of different cool things you can do with it, man. I'm excited to actually talk about that one too. And that's the exact same path that we took with Google Ads that we've done with Facebook, and now we have somebody managing that too for our company. And again, that's that's huge success there so exactly all right man well we're out and we will uh tune in with you guys next week see ya thanks for listening to the value driven investor podcast where we lead by giving for more information about our community and what's new visit valuedriveninvestor.com The Value Driven Investor Podcast was produced by Digital Legend Media in Minneapolis. Build your legend. DigitalLegendMedia.com